Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Enjoy listening and watching as addiction experts Mark Sheeran and I cover controversial as well as helpful topics on addiction, how to move past it, and other related subjects. As two of the co-founders of the Freedom Model, Mark and I will give you a completely new perspective on the topics that matter to you. We will take to task the Recovery Society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. If you feel you need time away from your life to learn how to solve your substance use problem for good without distractions, 12-step meetings, or other counterproductive processes, then the St. Jude Retreat with its Freedom Model program are for you. From the moment you arrive, you'll know that this place is special, effective, and different. We won't bring you to AA meetings. We won't take away your cell phone or tablet. And yes, you can have contact with your family and friends at any time. We don't treat our guests like children or criminals like rehabs do. You'll be surrounded by open fields with mountain views. The retreat is set up to help you to relax, reset, and learn how you can solve your addiction and move on with your life. You'll be learning the world-renowned Freedom Model program directly with co-developers Mark Sheeran and Michelle Dunbar in private one-on-one sessions. You'll also have your own room with no roommates. There's no need to be uncomfortable while getting through such a vulnerable time. In addition to having your private bedroom and meals prepared by our executive chef, there's high-speed internet access so you can keep in touch with work obligations if needed. When not in class, you can enjoy one of the many amenities available, including on-site swimming pool, dry sauna, and a pond for fishing. There's also walking trails, or you can take a trip to the gym. We welcome guests from all over the world who are seeking to escape the addiction and recovery trap once and for all. Call 888-424-2626 to reserve your room today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran, and we are the co-creators of the Freedom Model for Addictions, and uh, along with Stephen Slate. Yes, yes. We have a book. We have a book that we released in late 2017 called The Freedom Model for Addictions. You can find it on our website, thefreedommodel.org. You you can actually download a free copy uh, digitally with the coupon code FREEDOM100, or you can get a paperback through Amazon or one of the other online retailers. Um, So I just wanted to, for, for people that might be new because we're growing our audience and many people have probably realized that we have a new TikTok account. Yeah, um, which has been fun. It's been fun. It was a little bit intimidating at first because we really didn't know anything. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're in our 50s. So TikTok is something that, you know, didn't interest us for a long time. And we were told by many people in the know that that's where we needed to be. And in addition uh, to everything else we do. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, our goal is to fuel this grassroots movement that is, is happening that geez, I think, you know, was started in the nineties. Um, that is this movement out of the 12 step model, right. Um, AA. And for a while we left it, we left the fight. Um, because we were really focused on on building the freedom model, building the freedom model, and and on it, we were told by a lot of people 
you should, you don't need to bash that model. You should, you should tell people what you do. Well, it turns out we can't adequately tell people what we do without a comparison. Exactly. I mean, it, it it's the, the, it's so entrenched. The 12 step model is so entrenched in our culture. It's got a, almost a hundred year history and truthfully a little bit longer than that. Cause the term alcoholism was coined right around the uh, founding of our country um, by Dr. Benjamin Rush, who also thought being gay was a disease and being black was a disease. So let's just put that in perspective. He had isms for everything that wasn't, didn't fall within the norm. Um, so, so he coined the term alcoholism initially, but he was also a Puritan and looked at, believed that alcohol was evil and had evil spirits, thus the term spirits. Um, so, so he did, they did believe that it was evil and it could take you over. So really this is the, our whole roots in this country, um, are this love hate relationship with alcohol and the idea that alcohol is supernatural. Um, so in order to explain to people how different the freedom model is, we have to attack the current thinking. Yeah. So we look at uh, the other thing is we're experts on that model. So our criticism of Alcoholics Anonymous oh, and yeah. all its 12 step offshoots does not come from a place of anger. Not there at may, all. I think there may have been a time where when you first realize you're in a cult and you've been fleeced, there's anger. Oh, for and, sure. And and frustration and all that of the lost years or time that you spent there. But that quickly wanes like anger does. And um, you move on from that. And then you start to analyze. Some people just move on from it, right? Most people do. And then there's people like us that were so immersed in it, it became such a dramatic part of our life. And in Michelle, in my case, we grew up in it as well. It was such a big, huge, massive, defining characteristic of our lives that to leave it was a big deal. Yeah. And and then when we did, and then we developed the freedom model over the course of the last 33 years, and we've perfected it and fine-tuned it. Basically, what the freedom model represents is, is the opposite of AA, and that is that we bring the solution to addiction internally to the individual, to the individual's mind and choice making. Well, that's the opposite of a paradigm called AA that says that the solution is in a meeting room and it is in a sponsor and is in certain types of 12 step therapy and group therapy and rehabs and all this external means of change and control and coercion and all this. It actually becomes a nightmare in people's lives. To be honest, recovery becomes a, its own brand of, of nightmare, but all of that is an offshoot of the 12 step paradigm. So let's get back to what Michelle was talking about. So, I've had marketers and people hmm. criticize us, especially in the early years when I did a campaign called Treatment Doesn't Work. And they'd said, you got to stop talking about what, what you're doesn't not, work, yeah, what you're not, what you're not. And I said, and so we stopped that for a long time. And literally our model died. It was, I mean, nobody heard about us. And I realized one day I said, you know, something is relevant only to the knowledge in which the person has knowledge on that topic. So if somebody's perspective, basically all of Western culture is 12 step based. You don't realize that, but it is, it is, it's based on alcoholism as a disease. It's a disorder. There's something, there's a weakness. All of that is 12 step. So when people think these things, 
the only way to explain something else is to say in comparison to that. Right. You have to start from where people's knowledge actually exists. Exactly. So it's not that I'm just randomly bashing it. What I'm doing, although I am bashing the shit out of it, I don't mind doing Which that. Which is appropriate, by it the is, way. It is. It's not right to lie to people to get them to pay for treatment centers and counseling and things like that. That's wrong, you know? So I don't mind bashing it, but I also give them a very positive way out. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, we're not bashing AA for a, you know, just for the sake, because we're angry. Like Mark said, I actually, we had, you know, we've had different people come over the years and say, I want to be part of what you're doing. And almost invariably they have their own spin on things. And we had this one person, um, you know, he came, we always do the same thing. We're like, well, you know, fly out here see what we do, sit and talk with us for, for a day or so. And, and I can, this one person, you know, I'm sure he had great intentions, but, but he kept saying, you know, well, you know, there's, there's, there's benefits to, to a group type environment. And, you know, I, I get that you just hate AA, you just hate AA. And he kept saying that and I finally kind of went off on him. I'm like, no, like, I, I don't understand where you think that we hate AA. We, it literally, we literally grew up in it. It was like, it's like hating your family of origin. You never really hate them. Right. You, you know what I might mean? Might not want to be around them anymore. Exactly. But, yeah. You're like, no, I've just kind of moved on. We've moved on from it, but we have to tell the truth because That's it, and the thing about it is we extricating ourselves from it while learning the truth was not pleasant or easy. It was, it, I mean, Mark and I were at odds with each other a lot. It was, I was at odds with my father who who started this too. It, it was, it was painful. Yeah, I mean, to it, a certain extent. It's like your whole identity gets shaken. Yeah. And then stripped from you. With your own mind, with knowledge. It's like everything you ever, you thought you knew, like everything I thought I knew turned out to be totally wrong. Yeah. So, so the only way that we found to inform people is you have to start from the paradigm they're in. That's it. And break it apart and shake it and let them see what they're doing is a farce, a lie and a cult. That is hard. Yeah. That truth sometimes is painful. And, and the people that want to hang on to it will criticize anybody that criticizes their ethos. I mean, it, that's, that's human nature. Yeah. I mean, I, I did that, that I was there. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I left that, you know, I left AA, but then I left Mark for a period of a couple of years because I was just like, they're just going too far. They're just going too far with yeah, this, yeah. you know? And, but the more I was reading independently, the more I realized that I was wrong about so many things. And that's the thing, you know, when people come to us and they say, well, I'm 30 years sober and AA worked for me. What we call that is anecdotal data, and it's incredibly unreliable in research. And if I, like, if I just kind of looked at my history, 
it would actually appear that AA saved me too. And I had people accuse me of that. Like, AA saved you. Now you're, you now you're just bashing it. Now you're turning your back on it. Can I talk a little bit about that? Because that's a great, I just did a video on TikTok about this. Does AA work? And people always point out, well, I had uncle Jack and he was sober for 30 years in AA. So what works for people is fine. Right. And why would you bash that? Well, I, I think that Uncle Jack is giving credit to the wrong thing. Exactly. Everybody gets And this is an important. This is super important. Everybody gets over an addiction the same identical way. And that is internally by making the decision that not being drunk is better than being drunk. That That's or, or high. That's the only way that people move past an addiction. Now, they may give a credit for that. Right. And that or treatment or treatment which is AA based. Uh, that's, that's simply a logical error. That's it. I, I mean, I, I, because there's only one operative force in a person's life and that's their own mind. There is no external magical thing in a church basement or in a sponsor's words vibrating in your ear tissue, right? Your eardrums going to your brain and saying, change your thoughts, Mark, change your thoughts. That's not happening. That's right. not happening. You're interpreting words. And he- here's the deal. Let's say that you go to AA and you give it credit and you say, yeah, the room saved me. I hear this mm. all the time. The rooms if it wasn't for the rooms the, for the grace of God. There go I, you know, and there's all the these rooms in God. Those two things saved. Yeah. Me. And, and it wasn't the rooms. That's just simply not factually correct. It was your decision to make that more important than the bar. So call it what it is. It's a ritual distraction. That's what it is. It's a ritual distraction that you have chosen internally to give credit to. Okay. But know that you're bullshitting yourself because ultimately you just, now you could go to the bar. You could go down the street. You could go for a walk in a field or you can go to an A meeting. I don't really give a shit, you know? If you think in my case, when I was young, I thought that the woods and my deer hunting and scouting and all those things, the the nature was my A meeting. Yeah. But I never gave it credit for making me stop drinking a bottle of Jack. I just said, you know what? I'm leaving. I'm going out into the woods and I got to clear my head, my head, my mind. And look at the reason this is so important is because. 95% 95% of the people that do AA don't get it. And there are people right now that have been in and out going on that treatment, AA recovery. periods, recovery, sobriety, the back out, heavy drinking, heavy drug use, and they're stuck in the mill. It's literally like a meat grinder. Uh, it's, it's unbelievably painful and demoralizing. Yeah. And each time, and this is the thing, it's cooked into the model, to the AA model and the treatment model, that each time you relapse, okay, it, it's your fault. Because that model blames you. You didn't work it hard enough. You're constitutionally incapable of being honest with yourself. You are too selfish and ego-driven. You're narcissistic. You're this, you're that. You're all of these things that are terrible. You have mental illness. You have this and that, okay? None of it is true. Yeah, that's, that's the point. None of it is true. So what they've done is they've blamed you for not believing enough that the meeting room 
is your salvation. Right. So I would commend you for not accepting that. I think you just need to know that you can leave that permanently. Yep. And if you want to drink, you're going to drink. And if you don't want to, we can show you how to change that preference in the freedom model. But really what it is, is just abandoning all the distractions from making a direct preference change in your own mind an analysis within your own mind. So all these distractions, Oh, I better go to my meeting. That's my medicine. What the fuck? That isn't medicine. (laughs) That isn't, that's a distraction from the actual solution, which is contained within your own internal mind. So you can go play that game, the ritual game, but, but it's not going to do anything. Right. Right. So, and then it's also cooked into the model now because as there, there is a certain movement going away from 12 steps that isn't better. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, it isn't better. It is this idea that if I just fix my trauma, if I just fix like my mental health issues, um, that, or if I could take the right medicines or Sinclair method, this, yes. big, this pharmaceutical mix deal. Yes. That, that I, it'll support. change like that. That's, that's what I need. That it's just not medicalized enough. And that's not right either. The data doesn't support that at all. All of this is covered in the book. Yes. In detail. In y- detail. Yes. So, so what we want you to know, yeah. Chapters five and six deal with your trauma is not causing your addiction. You certainly may use it as a reason. It may play a role, you know, your, but it's your belief system that is the problem. Your belief system that it is causing your addiction can actually keep you stuck. Your belief system that you need, that, that you're self-medicating with alcohol and other drugs because somehow they work for those things is keeping you stuck. They don't. Right. They're not a medicine. They're not a mental medicinal agent. Right. Exactly. So what we're doing, and and I did a TikTok video, I think it was yesterday, where I talked about, you know, what if addiction is just another habit, right? What if it's just another habitual behavior that at one point we, we decided we liked being drunk. There was a point in time when I loved being drunk, when I loved being high, when I felt like it was the best path for me to happiness. I developed a habit doing it. But it turns out I could change it just like any other habit. And that's what we're talking about is that this is, it's completely an inside job. So if you happen to take naltrexone, right, you go to do the Sinclair method. Or Vivitrol. Uh, or right. And you, and you stop and you get on with your life and it seems to work for you. Well, you're among this small percentage who actually changed your mind while doing this or maybe changed your mind before it. Like, I'm really serious about it this time. So I'm going to go get naltrexone. Yeah, because you're the only one that's going to take the naltrexone. Right. You can decide not to take the naltrexone and go back to drinking. And many and And most people do. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So the success, we once again see that the treatment is a placebo. It's a placebo. It's an active placebo. There's something that happens and that is it it makes it so that you don't get a buzz, right? So that there's your placebo. But if you wanted within the confines of your mind to still get high, you'd stop taking it like so many do and go get high again and yeah. drunk. 
Which so, we see with Suboxone all oh, the time. Endlessly. That is all the time. It's that's a, a super train wreck now. Yeah. Super. I predicted that years ago that that was going to turn into a nightmare. Telling people they need a medicine to block them from doing what they want to do is fraught with absolute total failure. I mean, yeah. there's no way that that can work because it's all based on wants in the end. The solution is based on what you want. Yes. But as we've said before, you know, if you believe something, if you're on Suboxone, more power to you, it seems to be working for you. It's just important for you to understand and open your mind to the possibility that you're actually doing that. You just you're don't choosing it. You're choosing it. You've just decided that you'd rather be on Suboxone than be getting high at this point. And that's great. I think that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. We all, what do we always say? Better is better. Um, but, but if you get to that point where you're like, geez, I could really, I really could use heroin right now. I really want to get high again. Know that that's totally normal too. And, and that you don't have to get high, that that's the point where you're like, okay, let me challenge what I think I need heroin for. Yeah. Directly within the confines of my mind. Yep. Because I'm the answer. Yes. So people need to stop saying that this method or that method, even the freedom model isn't, it's isn't not, getting you sober. Yeah, we're not, we're giving you information. And then people say, well, the information at AA got me sober. And I say a lie did because the information in AA is factually incorrect. The information in the freedom model isn't right. That's the, the fundamental difference. They say, well, well, Mark, the information at, at AA, I'm not, there's no external thing. I'm just getting information and making the decision myself. And I say, exactly. You yes. Are. You're now, getting, I, you're getting information that's not factually accurate. And because it's not accurate, you're getting well in spite of the information you're getting. Think about how powerful that is. <laughs> it's pretty powerful. <laughs> Think about that. You're being told a whole group of lies that are designed to keep you trapped in recovery and in a relapse cycle, right? Yeah. It's designed that way. And yet you've remained sober. That's why it's only 5% that can actually pull that shit off because everything, the massive propaganda and misinformation is piled on you. And yet you still stop. That's pretty remarkable when you really think about it. And we've, it, our, our whole lifetime, because we're only in our 50s, right? So our whole lifetime has been the 12-step model, right? We, we, got involved in it as young children right, we were born into it. Yep. And, and it's really because it started in the 1930s. So, so we've got several, we're several generations deep in this so much. So it's so ingrained in our culture that you can talk to somebody who's never had a problem, who doesn't know anybody that's ever had a problem. Right. And if you say, I think I have a drinking problem, they say, Oh, you should go to a meeting. Yeah. So that's, that's why we called it in the book, the recovery society. We went over many different terms between Steve, Michelle and I, and that's the one we said it, we literally live in a society that is has a religion that is a sacred cow. You don't fuck with it. You don't right. mess with it. You're not allowed to say, speak ill of it. Right. But we were basically the first that was open and direct in our knowledge that it was a bad idea to go down that path. And uh, but we do. We live. We live in a society where it literally is just part of what we believe. It's a custom. Right. Exactly. It's an oral tradition now. Yeah, it's it's really remarkable to me when you here's the interesting thing, and this is what we're trying to do now. So we've reignited this campaign to let people know that the 12 steps are harmful because they are. And They're, it's offshoot treatment. And treatment that all treatment is based on it. We we've created a little bit of a stir, which is what we want to do. We want to get to open this discussion again 
And there already is a, a bit of a grassroots movement against AA um, and against that model, which is a positive thing. And we, we're, we're willing to go to the mat now again to say it's time for a change. It's time to people looked at addiction much differently than they do now um, and, and realize that everything you've learned is utter bullshit. It is. It's a complete <laughs> fabrication of a failed stockbroker in 1935, a drunken, useless cult leader. I mean, and, and he was, he's a great marketer and, and a great promoter. He was, he's dead, you know, died in, in the seventies. Yeah. 71, um, 71. Yeah. 71. So, you know, but factually speaking, it's complete bunk. It's just made up shit. So I, I think that, uh, it, it, I want to just say, Mark pointed out something. I don't know if it was a previous podcast or if it was just in, in talking to talking to each other. Um, and that is that here's a man who is the guru, right? He's credited with finding this cure for addiction um, who died from smoking. Yeah. He died. He was a heavy smoker his entire life ended up uh, with COP unquote, addiction addiction right? ended up with COP and and uh, and by the way cigarettes are the most quit addiction right numerically across the world right so so but he didn't he never could figure that one out you know so I just want you to just kind of wrap your mind around that a little bit so he had this spiritual experience that took away his desire to drink supposedly but, supposedly but not to smoke Right. I just thought that was interesting. And not womanized. And now womanized. That was and then not oh, so he would have been considered probably a sex addict by yeah. today's oh standard. My God, for sure. I mean, he was yeah. a predator, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So so this is the standard. This is the gold standard. Yeah. The the fabrications of a of a madman. So I I think that um people don't just don't know any of this. They just don't know any of this. That's why I did the five part series on AA and we go through the history from Bill Wilson's own words. So you can see with the roots of our treatment system, where did it come from? You have to know your history if you're going to undo it, you know? So that is so uh, true. What a great point. Yeah. So, so, um, and you can get that in our online course. If, if you want to have, it's a five part seminar series that Michelle and I did on, on Alcoholics Anonymous, where, why it, uh, needs the money, why it needs new members, how it functions as a cult and, and the history of all that. And we use Bill Wilson's own words to describe his cult, um, because all that's out in the public domain to get. And I just yeah. happen to put it all together for you. Yeah. Um, and that, that can be found at online.thefreedommodel.org, uh, in our online options. So a lot of people have asked us, and especially recently, so we started this campaign, you know, they're, they're angry. They're like, what can I do to, to, to show people that I know and love that the 12 step program is harmful and it doesn't work. Um, and my recommendation is number one, make sure, you know, it's, it's difficult to show people that AA doesn't work if you're still struggling. And if you don't know the facts. Right. And so I think think number one is to, to really read the freedom model and solve your problem first um, and get that out of the way. Um, but also, you know, this is why we're doing these podcasts. We're going to continue to do them um, until we both can't anymore. Yeah. And, and to, you know, show them our books, show them our YouTube channel has a number of videos on it that are great. 
Um, they can even go and sign up for Freedom Model International, which is an inexpensive way to go through our programs um, to get all of get our audio book, get everything. I mean, you all of our online products are there. The other thing is we have the uh, there are people like Michelle and I who uh, are so indoctrinated. We're not talking about the person that's sort of in the recovery society passively. We're talking about people that have been to five, six rehabs right. deep. And we get a lot of those on the group. And it's and those are the the sad cases like Michelle and I, where they're just totally wrapped up in that in, in that in that cult talk. So that's what the retreat is for. Yeah, for sure. Or or you're a person that's caught up in this drinking thing and it has you mystified. <laughs> And you have, maybe you haven't been to a rehab yet and you want to avert it. You want to make absolute sure that you don't go there. That can also be a good person, a good candidate to come here to the retreat and learn from Michelle and I directly. Um, some it's, people need that. Yeah. It's, I don't it, know if you do, but some people do. Even if you've never been exposed to it, to, well, I don't want to say exposed because you have been exposed. Yeah. Everybody okay. Everybody's been. been exposed. I mean, Hollywood makes TV shows and movies and, you know, that's one way that the 12 step model was promoted. It was definitely through Hollywood. Um, and they still do. It's, it's the best propaganda that you could ever imagine. Um, I mean, every day you can find articles. About, I think there's a Brad Pitt thing out right now. I haven't looked at it yet. I saw our friend Monica talked about it. Monica Richardson has a movie called The 13th Step. Um, you might want to see that. It's a great documentary yeah. about, about the AA culture of, you of know. Sexual abuse. Yeah, and predatory behavior. Um, and so – there's just, there's so much information. If you open your eyes, that's to the contrary. We have to be loud because the propaganda for the 12 steps is massive. It's massive. And it's all about, I hate to say it. I think people are well-intentioned, but they, they don't realize how much of it is about controlling people, yep. you know, through fear. Through fear and misinformation. And, and that's, I'll tell you what, that's the number one way to control people. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because it diverts them from the truth, from yeah. thinking clearly. You need to think clearly and critically if you really want to understand how you're being fleeced. And you need to understand your history. You need to understand the history of A. You need to have this knowledge. And we we cover all of it in masterful detail throughout the book and throughout our programs. So you don't have to do what we did, which is spend 12 years of your life crawling out of a cult and wondering how to do that and how to navigate that. We give you all the info to do it. Yeah, exactly. So look at, we're going to, we'll close this one out. This was kind of a special episode. We wanted to let you guys know that look for the freedom model on TikTok. support us, um, subscribe to this podcast, like it, give us uh, good reviews. Um, that helps people. It helps people go on to Google, um, you know, if you've bought the book, you can leave a review on Google, yep. um, and on Amazon. Yeah, there's a ton on Amazon, but, it, but again, we just, I, I think six months ago broke a hundred reviews and it, it really, really pushed the book once you get above a hundred reviews and we're a bestseller. So, um, it's helping a lot of people worldwide. We have, we have books out in Australia, all over Europe, all over Europe. Ireland. We've Germany, had people yeah. offer to, to translate it for us and they've done that. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So 
Um, so that's just, you know, keep supporting us, keep supporting, um, you know, but you don't have to be out in the public arguing with people on social media. We are going now look at, we're very grateful because the, we will know when we've, when we're more successful, when we start getting bashed again, there was a period of time we were bashed consistently on, on online. Um, once we got kind of quiet about everything that stopped and that's kind of how we knew we were becoming irrelevant. Um, so, so yeah, let- we're not making the social change. We, that's our mission is to change the treatment industry to where it's non-existent. Yeah. So yes, you can certainly support us and, and we're grateful for people fight kind of fighting that battle for us. But there is a point on social media when sometimes you have to just let people be wrong <laughs> and, and just bail off and, and just bail. But, but look at, if you engage even for a little bit, it, it helps us. It helps more people it see reaches more people. So, so thank you all for all of your support. You're fantastic fans. You're wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and look at, keep the questions coming. Um, you know, we, we still have the, the Facebook live, our friends, Daniel and Matthew, uh, they're certified freedom model instructors. They do the Facebook lives now the first and third Wednesday of each month at 4 PM Eastern time. And so you can, you can send your questions through our, the freedom model group, um, or, I write on when we do the announcement, right in the comments, you can put your questions or you can send them to info at the freedommodel.org. And um, we also, for those who haven't, who don't know about it, we have Freedom Model International. I think there might be a commercial at one, one end of this. Mark and I do a live question and answer for two hours, the last Wednesday of every single month from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time where you can talk with us directly. If you're a member. If you're a member. It's a members-only live webinar. It's fantastic. Um, we we actually end up doing a class. And each person gets about 15 minutes with us. Um, it's, it's really wonderful. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for your support. And we'll see you next time. See you then. Bye.